You're listening to Oak City Move, a new podcast from 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people doing positive things in Raleigh and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Friday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. WKNC881. My name's Fion. My name's Sarah. I'm Kanchi. And we are here with the Oak City Move, which is a show that goes on every Friday from 9 to 11. And we discuss and highlight people and organizations in the community who are enacting positive change based out of North Carolina, especially as it pertains to underserved and marginalized communities. We also do musician features. (laughs) And today our feature musician is Kanchi, and she will be playing tomorrow night with Sand Pact at an event called Geechee Bonds. Can you talk to us about Geechee Bonds? and who our guest is today? Yeah, so um, Geechee Bond is an event put on today and tomorrow at the Makery in um, Durham. It's next to Motorco, and the Gula Geechee people are descendants of West Africa. They were um, essentially brought here as slaves, and they're the only tribe in America that has continued to preserve their culture and heritage. The culture is sort of dying down, um, and a lot of people do not know about the Gula Geechee people, so Jaslyn McNeil and... um, Alexa, I think, uh, one other person that organized this event in Durham um, to raise awareness of Gichiban and to raise funds for the Gula Gichi Corridor. Uh, so it's going to be a pop-up shop today um, with artwork from descendants of the Gula Gichi tribe and Gula Gichi people here. And the next night, tomorrow night, is going to be sort of like an after-party with some artists and performers. So Jaslyn will be in here later today to talk more about it. So stick around for that. And then I'll be playing some music later, so in addition to Sandpact, we're they're going to be having at the Saturday show, it's going to be Don Neal, Mark Anthony, Juice Lord, <laughs> Juice Lord DJ Chocolate Rice, Sandpact, and Antonio Austin. Oh, and on Saturday, they're also screening Daughters of the Dust, which is a um, mm. sort of documentary, not documentary, it's like a um, movie on Geechee people, and it's like really hard to find like literally anywhere else so they like took it all off of like amazon and everywhere so it'd be really great to come check out that that's at five o'clock also so in addition to the guests for today's show we'll be playing some readings from rupi car and playing some tunes for you talking about related events coming up everything like that so stick around what did we just listen to when the show opened up sarah okay so that song was in arabic um by a band called kairoki and the song was called matlub zaim uh, which is in Arabic, um, it means uh, leader demanded. Um, and so the, this song is produced by an Egyptian band um, during the time of Arab Spring. At that time in Egypt, which is where I'm from, so I love this music, um, but during this time in Egypt, um, uh, during Arab Spring, they overthrew a dictatorship of 30 years. And, you know, afterwards, they're, like the people are kind of at a loss because there were whole generations that had just been there um, and didn't really know anything different. And so in the song, they kind of talk about, you know, like the, the qualities that they're looking for in, in the ideal leader and in the new government and things like that. So what's the next song that we have from them? So the next song we called, uh, next song we have is called That means in English, um, people dancing and people dying. So kind of morbid, but the song pretty much talks about how, um, especially in Egypt, but this is a common theme, you know, even in the West, um, where you'll have like extreme poverty in one area and right next to it, you know, extreme wealth and, you know, lavish 
like houses and happiness and things like that. So just talking about that immense divide um, in terms of uh, class and social ranking and money and things like that. Um, so in honor of Black History Month, let's talk a little bit about some of the events that are going on on campus. Um, the African-American Cultural Center is hosting um, Blacks and Wax Live uh, in Witherspoon Student Center on Sun. Oh, wait, sorry, not Sunday, Saturday. Um, and then that will sort of be just a showcase of prominent um, members of the African-American community throughout history and, and significant moments from that. And to find um, some more information about that, you can check out the African-American Cultural Center website. As well, you should pick up a copy of the Nubian Message. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Nubian Message was founded in the 90s. Um, it is the um, African-American newspaper like outlet um, for voices of color. And it's a really good read, so you should check it out. Another thing going on on the 23rd, which is next Thursday, is being put on by Women NC. It is the Durham Local to Global Women Forum, Women's Forum. The topic is Cities for the Elimination of Discrimination. So students from different universities in the area are going to be joining the govern- Durham government to impact the lives of women and girls. So there's a keynote speaker and awards presentation, all these kinds of things, and several Women NC fellows and you can check that out on Facebook. Also on Monday, the we have the United Not Divided Rally uh, in, Tally, in Tally Student Union, which is going to be held from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, and it's hosted by a slew of different organizations on campus. Yeah, so it's just talking about standing in solidarity with those that feel affected by the Trump administration, especially um, immigration ban and things like that. One other thing you could go to to get active in the community is there's an event also next Thursday on the 23rd, uh, Structural Racism and the Effects It Has on Women of Color. It's from 6.30 to 9 at the in Durham at the Haiti Heritage Center and St. Joseph's Historic Foundation. And action. this is put on by Action NC and Durham People's Alliance. And there will be discussions, guest speakers, and there are several sponsors as well. We'll be posting these events on our page. We'll be tagging them. So you can check out our website at oakcitymove.tumblr.com. We are also, again, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we'd love to hear any feedback from you, any comments, questions, concerns. You know, if you have any suggestions for people that you'd like to see on the show. Again, we've got the event organizer of Gishiban coming this week. We've got John Lindsay of NC Love Army coming next week and the editor of Nubian Message. So far, we'll be also having people come from IntraHealth to talk about the Switchpoint Conference. We're open to anything, so we'd love to hear from you. Call 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. We will also take song requests if it falls in line with the mission of the show. For any suggestions, comments, questions, just you can tweet at us and we'll be watching our Twitter feed to answer any of your questions or read out any of your comments. Coming up next, we've got a song for you from Solange. So coming up next week, we have Double Barrel Benefit 14, which Yay. is WK... Woo! WKNC's, <laughs> Sorry, I was excited. WKNC's only fundraiser that we do. We are a nonprofit, completely student-run organization, and so we need this to get nice new equipment because things break. And so we're putting on a two-night series. It's for night one. We've got DJ PayPal, Ace Henderson, Sandpact, and Zensafly playing... The next night, who do we have, Sarah? We got Sarah Shook and the Disarmers, Seagulls, Infinity Crush, and Astro Cowboy. 
Two very distinct genres for each night. So if you want to pick one, you can do that. They are $12 in advance and 14 night of. Tickets are going really quick. We don't have many left. So if you want to get a ticket, you can go to our website, wknc.org, to buy them. So it's 12 or 14 Or you can just give us $20 for both nights and have two nights of fun. Yep. And this is on February 24th and 25th. That's next weekend at King's Barcade. 8 p.m. doors, and it is all ages. So, again, if you're interested, you can go to wknc.org slash dbb14. Are, are you going to be out there, Fionn? I will be there for night one. Will you be there, Sarah? I'm going to be there for night two. So, if you want to see us oh, there. Coverage. And if you come yep. to night one, you will be seeing Sand Pact, who is the first Ooh. act on night one. Surprise, half of Sand Pact is one of our co-hosts, Kanchi Gandhi. Yay. And we'll be interviewing her as our feature artist because she'll be playing another event tomorrow night called Gijibond. So this first song that we have for you is called, hey, Conch, what's the song called? It's called Blackout. It's a reworking of Alicia Crampton's Children of Hell, and I'll talk a little bit more about it um, after.
WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was from Sand Pact and called Blackout, Children of Hell Rework. Uh, half of Sand Pact is also known as Kanchi, here, <laughs> one of our co-hosts. So, Kanchi, can you tell us about that song? Yeah, so I recorded um, the voice of um, the person on it last semester during one of the blackouts that we had at NC State. So it was um, just after Caitlin Lott Scott's shooting in Charlotte. Um, there was a lot of people who organized on Wolf Plaza and staged a uh, die-in protest at Tally Student Union. What and is a die-in? So a die-in is where everyone essentially like comes in and um, just lays on the ground. It's like you're dying, and just to symbolize like all of the de- um, black deaths that have occurred due to like police violence. Um, and we wanted to just make sure that we wanted to like disrupt a little bit of the average like student ongoings and like tally and just kind of like make a statement there we so a lot of people had like posters up and stuff of um different names and black lives matter um posters up and there were also um a few people who spoke at the event and one of them was the voice you heard on that track that recorded she wished to remain anonymous but she gave a very powerful speech about um she had her brother there and um was just talking about his life and how how much it mattered to him and how everybody in tally a lot of people were just kind of like stepping over people taking down posters and stuff being like super disrespectful of the whole event and it was just like a very moving speech and i had recorded the whole thing and wanted to do something with it i was thinking about um maybe using it in some sort of podcast or something but i wanted more people to listen to it so i thought sort of adding it to the album that alex my like um co-producer and i made so we both worked together on 
remixing one of um, Alicia Crampton's tracks to make the song. And Alicia Crampton is a Bolivian artist in America. She advocates a lot for um, Latinx culture and queer culture here. And Alex and I both saw one of her like very moving performances too. And I thought it was a great fit for um, this recording that we had done. So yeah, mix it together. And she was from Anonymous, but I like how it came out, I think. Um, it's just very like our voice is very powerful, so we didn't want to like um, disrupt it that much, and it's like basically in its same state throughout the whole song. Going back to the idea of during the blackout, you know, you mentioned disrupting student life. Can you mm-hmm. elaborate on what the significance and importance of that was? The sim- symbolism behind it? Yeah, um, I think definitely like a lot of times with Black Lives Matter movement, especially like people don't really understand the extent that this matters. Like the People will be passionate about a lot of events, uh, about a lot of like movements and stuff. But when it comes to the Black Lives Matter movement, for some reason, even though these are like people's lives, people's families, people are being murdered every day, um, for some reason, people don't take it as seriously as other things. And they think that people, black people especially, are making a big deal out of something when really like this is such a serious issue. And so I think that you could kind of see that in Tally that day where people were. N- not only disrespectful of like um, people lying on the floor, but people who were speaking um, at Tally. Like there was a lot of chatter just like behind um, the people talking or just like walking in front of them and like all this stuff going on. And um, when obviously like they know, like they must know what Black Lives Matter is and what it stands for, but they haven't really taken the time to empathize with people who have been directly affected by this. Can you explain a little bit more? Like, there's always the argument, you know, all lives matter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, why? Like, you know, there's the argument that, like, oh, why should Black Lives Matter any more than mm-hmm. anyone else's? So, tell me a little bit about your perspective on that argument. Yeah. Um, well, in regards to like the all lives matter side of this movement, um, disproportionately, Black people, men, women, transgender people, non-binary people have been murdered by police unjustly. Um, they're all of like American history and matter and like whether it's like the um, prison system or um, just through like encounters with police, um, police will just use more violent methods whenever like there's any sort of disruption. Most of the time people are innocent. Um, it's nothing like it's just disproportionately black people who are being violently affected by police. And when people say something like, okay, well, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but, like, all lives matter. It disrupts the, the fact that this movement even needs to exist. Like, there is a need for this movement because, like, yes, there is injustice to everyone, but specifically in um, police brutality, Black people are being unjustly treated in this situation. Um, and... I, I would yeah. say that the the disconnect there is that all lives matter is saying all lives do matter while Black Lives matter is saying all lives should matter but they are not being treated so Mm -hmm. at this point for those of you who are just tuning in we are oak city move we highlight organizations and individuals who are enacting positive change in north carolina especially as it pertains to underserved and marginalized communities and we also highlight different musical artists who inspire empower and spread cultural awareness so right now we are speaking with Conchi of Sand Pact, who will be playing an event called Geechee Bond tomorrow night, as well as our double barrel. And Geechee Bond is, could you tell us, Conch? Yeah, Geechee Bond is um, sort of raising awareness and funds for the Gula Geechee people of America who are 
um, essentially descendants of West Africa who were brought here as slaves, but they managed to maintain their culture and heritage. And so they're like the last remaining um, sort of people here who have maintained their African tribal roots um, and their culture. So where Jocelyn, who's coming in later to speak about this, um, is having an event at the Makery in Durham uh, today and tomorrow to promote awareness and funds for So she'll talk more about it. And as far as our show, we always love to hear feedback. We want to hear comments and your thoughts on our conversation. So if you have anything to add or any comments, questions, concerns, feel free to call 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. We will also be watching our Twitter feed if you want to add us. If you want to email us, it's oakcitymove at gmail.com. So Conch, I mean, you know, we've been talking a little bit about that specific song that you play, which was called um, Blackout, and then the event that you're playing mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow night. Um, yeah. So, but tell me a little bit about, you know, Sand Pact, like how it got started, just, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit about the music, where the ideas come from, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I started working on this project with my friend Alex, and so he's been DJing and producing for a while, but I just kind of recently got into it, like last year or something, and I'd always been like DJing and I'd worked on like podcasts and stuff, but never like actual like music production. So he sort of got me into it, start, wanted to just like start a project. And he lives in Asheville and I live here. So it was kind of difficult um, working together, but we would just end up sort of tossing files around online, sending them back to each other, adding little bits of it. And then when, a few times we got together, we'd go to like a studio or something at NC State or somewhere and just like try to record a song through. Um, we sort of work out with like more of like sound collaging stuff like I use a lot of um South Asian songs um also mixed with like some of the recordings I do of just like walking around and recording different sounds that I hear and then he works a lot with like cutting up different tracks and like editing them and stuff like that um we started doing that like earlier last year and put out an album in October when you're picking out samples or you know you're recording sounds what Mm -hmm. draws you in and why do you pick the things you pick um I definitely try to like work stuff that like maybe has like a little more meaning to me that maybe not necessarily like to who's listening to it but like if I recorded something at like a time that was like really emotional for me or like if I have like something that somebody I care about was saying but you like warp it so that nobody can tell what they're actually saying or something and it's nice to just kind of like bury all of these layers into a song that you make and nobody really knows but it's there so that's part of some of it um and then other sounds like sounds that just like comfort me like the sound of like bangles um and like cooking wear stuff around my house and all like I like to include that um so in your song um blackout you covered mm-hmm. you know a pretty intense topic um, mm-hmm. though it was subtle you did cover that topic are there any other you know topics like that that you've covered in the past with your music or is that sort of like that was the extent of it right now i think i'm definitely trying to um do more in the future because um, I think there's definitely like a lot of opportunity with music to activate like something in people, um, and if not specifically with the songs, like Alex and I know try to mostly play like um, either like benefit shows or shows to like raise money for things like our first show, raise money for the National Immigration Law Center, and um, this one for tomorrow is raising money for the uh, Gulukichi Corridor, and then. We have a few more different ones coming up for like a J20 rest and like some other things. So as far as the, besides the samples that you pick from your day-to-day life, mm-hmm. the other samples that you choose, actually, let's go ahead and listen to another one of your songs yeah, and we'll sure. come back. This next one is called Wrecked from Sandpact. 
You're listening to WKNC 88.1. This is the Oak City Move. Listening to WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was called Wrecked from Sandpact. And we're here with Kanchi from Sandpact. What's your solo name? Guria. And she, we were talking before the break about why she chooses the samples she chooses. So would you speak more on those outside mm-hmm. of the ones that you just record around your house? For example, in this last song. Yeah. Um, okay, well, this, like the underlying like vocals on that are from... Uh, the movie Tal, which is like one of my favorite, um, Bolli- well, not my favorite film, but like my favorite soundtrack from a Bollywood film. Um, that track was called Kya Dek Rahe Ho Tum, and it is like, it's like one of the hidden, not like a hidden track, but like I was surprised when I was listening to the soundtrack and I heard it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. So I wanted to like um, cut that up. And then, yeah, there's a lot of like, I guess like crashes and stuff and 
some of those I record myself and other ones I find just on like free sound sites and um, those are always fun because you can just like go through like a thousand recordings of people have just like randomly uploaded of like door slamming or like they're like really specific that we like brick slash smashes on like plastic piece of cardboard or something like I don't know it's like <laughs> So you can like record, um, like mix all of those into there, and then um, there's a uh, clip from one of Kablam's tracks, the beginning and end that I also really like. So it's just fun to like um, cut up a bunch of stuff and mix it in together to create something new. You mentioned earlier that when you're making these songs, you like them to have some kind of significance to you. What is the significance of your music, personally, mm-hmm. maybe culturally? Mm-hmm. Um, well. When I was first trying to make music, like, or even just, like, DJing and stuff, like, there's a lot of people I look up to, like, a lot of women and femmes I look up to, but when it comes to, like, South Asian women, like, there's a lot, oh, a lot of, like, artists I look up to who aren't necessarily, like, making the same music as this, and then there are people who are making the same music, but, like, the overlap for it is, like, very slim that I can find. Like, if you know some, like, South Asian people who are making, like, similar sounds to this like please call in and let me know but um it's not so much of like a genre out there um so I really wanted to like start working on something that could like maybe inspire some other like South Asian person to like work on this stuff especially like women and non-binary people like because um I think growing up like this was never really um something that I thought I could do and I always thought that you know, like, if I ever thought about making music and stuff, it'd be, like, my mom wanted me to go into, like, violin or, like, piano and stuff. It was never or really, classical. like... Or Yeah, or even, like, guitar and stuff. Like, she'd be happy with that. But this was, like, something I never really expected. But if I feel like if I had, like, a few more, like, idols and stuff in this realm, um, <laughs> I, I would have, like, started on this a little earlier, too. And so I'm hoping to, like, inspire some more, like, people with it. In a similar vein of not having very many examples, what's mm-hmm. it like being... A DJ in a more generally male-dominated mm-hmm. industry. Um, it's I mean, def- sorry to add to that, especially like on as a college radio station that's for a predominantly white campus. Too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it's it's definitely like frustrating a lot of times. Um, what's like right now in this climate? Like, what's getting to me is a lot of times you'll see people who are booking shows and stuff purposely reach out to you because. Like, I feel like a lot of people reach out to me to perform at things because I am brown and I'm non-male. And while I believe that my music is really strong and I believe, like, Sam Pack is really amazing and I'm a good DJ, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, these people haven't even, like, listened to me. They haven't, they don't really, like, know who I am. They're just kind of, like, bringing me on as, like, a like token. A token thing. Yeah, and it's, like, it's really, really frustrating because... Like, normally, like, I'm just starting out and I'm obviously not going to, like, turn down shows and stuff. Um, I'm not obviously not saying that this is, like, for everything. Like, I know Jocelyn's, like, close friend. I know she's <laughs> she just walked into the studio. And I don't know. She likes my music. Um, and, like, Double Barrel and stuff, those aren't, like, a thing. But for other events and stuff, sometimes it gets kind of, like, weird. Um, and so that's, like, a frustrating part. And then as far as, like, being, like, non-male and male-dominated sort of field like you just are constantly having to like prove yourself that you know how to like just do basic things like plug in your equipment and (laughs) and yeah and people cut people just make sort of assumptions before but so the other half of sand pack Mm -hmm. um his name is alex alex yeah so tell me a little bit about alex and 
like i mean do you guys have similar identities or like how do those mm-hmm. two identities you know work together uh well alex alex is white um but he also is lgbtq so we both i guess have felt some of like the similar positions that we have like a lot of privilege on our own part but also a part of a minority community um and we're both just like incredibly supportive of each other like I'm so grateful for Alex for like everything that he's taught me and stuff and he's always been there and he's really good at like not really overstepping any sort of um, boundaries but like <laughs> it'd be so bad I'm talking about him on the air. Um, oh. He's just like really good at m- focusing more on like amplifying the voices of other people versus mm-hmm. like taking up space and stuff like I can tell I, I hate white DJs so much like we all like oh white male DJs like beyond the world but Alex I love him to death like he is model of like what like a white white male dj needs to be like he is the only person giving me hope and like this sometimes shout out to alex (laughs) yeah shout out to alex um his solo stuff is no smoking and so his stuff is freaking beyond me just to elaborate on the statement of i hate white djs let's (laughs) talk about things behind that like why and what they could do better Uh, okay um so (laughs) just allies in general too like not even in the dj the dj community but um you know just being a good ally you know yeah okay i shouldn't okay we're on this show i guess that we're not trying to like completely alienate a group of people so i will take back that statement but a lot of the times with white male djs um they're just have like a very misogynistic personality and will I've just seen like lots of instances where they just genuinely believe that non-male DJs are like not up to par with their skills and they um, don't seek them out for example though like you you see so many bills that are all male all white and you're like why and then they'll tell you like oh well it's because there aren't really like that many female djs out here there aren't many that many djs of colors but there are there are so many and it's just the fact that they haven't been booked for shows and stuff and that's why people like aren't getting aware of them and stuff um and it's just crazy and then a lot of like just like personality stuff i've seen at like shows and all with what i was talking about like um trying like i know so many stories from my non-male friends who have said that like men have tried to help them set, set up their own equipment at shows or just like try to give them a hand with stuff and it's like no like we know how to do this this is obviously like a big issue from like the beginning of time so moving on to specifically sand packed what are you looking mm-hmm. forward to this year uh this year i'm excited to play a lot of shows this is like the first year that alex and i are like actually like playing shows and stuff um so that's always really fun i'm looking forward to like hopefully curating some of my own events um have like a couple of different like ideas for, like different benefit shows coming up um kieran incorporated is like this um it's kind of functions the same as interact from downtown raleigh um they deal with women who have experienced um sexual violence and abuse um and domestic violence it's specifically for south asian women which it's like a very big problem with south asian women because especially if they're recently immigrated here, um, a lot of times they might not have access to a car, they might not speak English that well, their immigration status might depend on their husband. So if they're being um, abused or anything, like financially, physically, sexually, um, it's hard for them to go get help. So Karen Incorporated like offers help for all of them. <clears throat> um, so I'm trying to organize some sort of like 
Bollywood night thing with like sitar players. I have one friend diaspora in South, um, South Carolina. It'd be interested in playing. She works on like um, South Asian diaspora sounds and yeah, and like sandpunk and stuff. So different like events like that to organize would be cool. And for someone who wants to go into the industry of DJing, playing uh-huh. music, do you have any words of advice for them, especially people who might feel like they can't? Yeah. Um, well, for one, it's like a lot easier than expected. Like once you get over the learning curve, like it's really easy to start learning the programs and stuff. Um, if you're at NC State, like we have a really great music um, boot studios and stuff. You can reserve them and like work on Ableton there, FL Studios and everything. Uh, you can also download Virtual DJ for free if you're just trying to like DJ off your laptop and stuff. And um, once you start doing that, it just becomes easier from there. Yeah. Um, and like reach out to people in the community because like a lot of people in the electronic community, especially in the triangle, are like really open to helping out people. So to go off of that, do you have any you know words of wisdom specifically for um, artists? You know, they're trying to get out there, but feel that because of any identity that they may hold that it maybe harder for them or that they're facing certain obstacles because of their various identities yeah um I think that just like don't let anybody else put you down you know like you 100% can do this even if it is dominated by some other identity um you 100% have like a say in this and you can just do you and even if like it's not off the ground as much as you want it to be yet like just keep working at it and even if it's just like and do it for like don't like do it for yourself you know like do it if it makes you feel good, you know. So coming up next, we have Jaslyn here. She is the co-organizer of the Geechee Bond event. So we're going to play one more song from Sand Pact, who we've been speaking to here. She'll be playing tomorrow night at the Geechee Bond event, as well as Double Barrel Benefit, which is WKNC's annual fundraiser. We would Ooh. love to see you there. If you want tickets, you can go to WKNC.org slash double or DBB14. This next song I've got for you is from Sand Pact. It is called Fervor. Keep it locked here on WKNC 88.1. You're listening to Oak City Move.
And we are here with Jaslyn. She is the co-organizer of Gishu Bond, which is an event that's happening in these next two days. And she's also an alum of NC State. Hey, Jaslyn. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you for coming on the show with us. We appreciate you being here. Would yeah. you uh, give us a little background on you and what this event is? Yeah, so like as you mentioned, like I'm a recent alumni from NC State. Um, I graduated like December 2015. Um, wait, or was it 16? One of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it wasn't too long ago. But um, pretty much like I'm putting together this two-day event, Geechee Bond. And essentially what it is, is, is to raise awareness for the Gullah Geechee tribe, who are slave descendants from Africa. And right now they're in a state of crisis trying to preserve their land. Um, their ancestral land from um, corporate interest. Where is that land located? Um, so um, it's a corridor that extends from like the bottom tip of North Carolina to the um, northern tip of Florida. So how did you become aware of this issue and what made you want to get involved? Uh, so like I've been seeing things like in the news recently. So there was like a Vice documentary that we're going to briefly show tonight. Um, at Geechee Bong, the first night, our opening night. And it was just discussing, like, you know, their issues about how they're just, like, losing their land and they're not even kind of, like, aware of it. Um, just, like, corporate interests are trying to, like, come through, like, back doors, charging them um, fees on their land, and they don't know it. And then, like, the amount is adding up, and then they'll come to them with, like, hey, you have this lump sum that you need to pay on your land. And they're like, of course they can't pay it. You know, they're like mm -hmm. farmers, you know, and they kind of live like detached from like the rest of um, society. So, yeah, you know, I saw that documentary and I kept seeing more things in the news, but I felt like there needed to be some type of grassroots connection. So I wanted to like have an event that could bring awareness and raise funds for the Geechee people. So, um, you know, typically when we hear news articles or just different snippets about um, people's land being taken away. We typically associate that with Native American tribes and things like that. Right. Whereas the Geechee tribe, like they're, you know, I I never heard of them, like, unfortunately, until you came in today. Right. Um, so could you give us like just a little bit of background? I mean, you know, what um, sets them apart and like in terms of how they live, you know? Well, I think that's a people. good point. Um, like you hear about Native American tribes because you probably were brought up in school learning about them. But we don't learn about the Gullah Geechee people. We don't really learn about, you know, black history to this extent. You know, we kind of like in America sweep that under the rug. And turn it into a month. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like you turn it into a month, but you don't really go in depth about it. You're like, oh, this yeah. month is black history. And then like you might say something about Martin Luther King. <laughs> but like, you know, you don't really go like you kind of just paint the picture of like, oh, you know, this is what black people have done. And now like everything's equal but like we all know that's not true um for instance these Geechee people these Gullah Geechee people that no one knows about they're a tribe and they didn't actually get recognized as a tribe until like 10 years ago um and now their land is not being protected because no one knows about them um and I feel connected to them because as a black person and as a black people as a whole like we are lost we're kind of disconnected from our roots and that's because it's been stripped from us and we haven't been able to preserve it. Whereas like the Geechee people have, you know, preserved it up until now. So I think the only way that us as black people can hold on to our roots is if we protect the Gullah Geechee people, because that's our last source here in America. 
Could you elaborate more on that that disconnect and loss of your roots for us? Um, I guess kind of like connecting it back. Like we're like we don't learn about the stance of Black history in school. You know, like so we're not we're not really taught that in school. And then also like as Black people, we don't know our history. You know, we came here as slaves, and that's pretty much all we know. We don't know which part of Africa we come from. You know, we don't, we're not in touch with our traditions. We don't know them. We just don't, like, you know, like, you can ask, like, another, like, immigrant, where do they come from, you know, and they might have some type of idea, and they have these traditions that they practice, whereas black people, like, all we have is slavery, you know, and Mm -hmm. we don't, we don't have that, like, African connection, whereas, like, the Gullah Geechee tribe has been able to maintain that since the end of slavery, because, They've been on this corridor, separated from society. So they've been able to, like, you know, actually, like, hone in on, like, their tribal ancestral traditions and culture and heritage. So that's really our last connection to the first day that we were brought over here on slave ships. So when we were talking earlier with Kanchi, um, she had, as we'll say, Impact had a song called Blackout. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of talking about how after the shooting in Charlotte mm-hmm. took place, there was a blackout movie here on nc state's campus and you know we sort of talked mm-hmm. a little bit about the black lives matter movement and things like that mm-hmm. while these two issues mm-hmm. seem you know very different i mean you're talking about police brutality versus like a tribe that's you know kind of off the grid could you talk a little bit about like you know how those issues are related i think they're totally related and i think it's why i wanted to you know host this event um with my co-host alex glenn I felt like this was, like, a good time to do that. I mean, it's also Black History Month, and then, like, we also have, like, this arising and awakening of um, Black people to want to be closer to their culture, to want to understand themselves, to not just want to, like, like kind of, like, aimlessly go about society not knowing who they are. Yeah. So it's, like, almost kind of gaining, like, a self-worth. And, like, once you, like, once you acknowledge who you are and you gain pride within, you know, BLM, Black Lives Matter, then you start to look at yourself when you're like, hey... I need to, like, know more who about who I am. So then you want to also know your history. You want to know your roots. So then that also connects to the Gullah Geechee tribe. So, um, like you said before, that, I mean, you know, a lot of the times people, um, like black people in America, like, they don't often know their roots, you know, because their ancestors were brought here as slaves, and that's all we know. Mm-hmm. But you said, like, it's become sort of inspiring, you know, just to, to figure out where you come from, the traditions that you come from. Right. Um how have either you or just have you seen you know other people try to go about that because i'm I'm assuming it got it's got to be really hard because i mean most of the history that you know is just from the start of slavery right um can you repeat your direct question sorry sorry i'm (laughs) no it's fine really confusing today but um like just sort of how you or or like whether you or somebody else that you've seen Mm -hmm. um in the black community how they've gone about um trying to find their roots you know what with the little resources that they have retaining the sense of culture and connection yeah right i mean honestly that's a good question because we struggle and like they're really it's very very challenging and i think like this Gullah Geechee bond this Geechee bond event that we're having um this kind of was like my catalyst to try to like you know go deeper and figure out like our roots who i am where i come from because when I look at the Gullah Geechee people, I see my grandparents. 
you know, they even kind of have similar eyes, you know, there's like a gray ring around their eye, you know, and they have similar features. So if I can start there, you know, I feel like that would be something powerful for me to continue to inspire me. And like, I just want to inspire others. I want to inspire my black community. I want to inspire the community around us, you know, to value the the Gullah Geechee people and just like the black community in general, um, us being descendants as you know, of Africa as like something that is ancestral and tribal and sacred. Obviously, there's this event that you're hosting well, today and tomorrow. But what other ways can people, you know, after hearing this, what other ways can they educate themselves and help the Gullah Geechee people? Well, we'll have a speaker tonight. So um, if you're able to come through, that would be great. Um, she is from the Gullah Geechee Corridor. Dr. Valerie Ann Johnson, and she'll be divulging more information than I can um, just about like, you know, how this can empower the black people, the black community and how they can continue to further seek out their heritage. Earlier, you were talking about that loss of connection. But one really beautiful, inspiring thing that I've seen in the black community is Mm -hmm. the sense of unity, despite Mm -hmm. not knowing exactly where you came from. Could you speak on that? Yeah. And I think that's just... um, it's like a recent uprising, um, this sense of unity, because um, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is all like, you know, from my perspective, but, you know, there has kind of been like a little bit of disconnect within black community um, prior to this uprising. Um, and I think that it took something tragic within our communities. It's been happening all along. We just have, you know, we just have phones with cameras on them now so we can see like, you know, what's going on with like Black Life Matters. But I think, like, you know, just, like, bringing that sense of awareness, and that's what I'm trying to do with Gichiban, is just, like, bringing that sense of awareness that, like, hey, you know, these things are issues in our community, and that's what's going to continue to bring us closer together, you know? It's creating that sense of awareness that allows that connection and that beauty and that unity to come forth. And speaking on that beauty, uh, another really empowering thing I've been seeing is hashtags you know like black girl magic all these other things uplifting uplifting Mm -hmm. yourselves could you tell me about that you know the pride in yourself and where you came from yeah I mean I I just think that there's something there's something there is something magical when you're able to look into yourself and know that like hey like I have you know this self-worth that is valuable because I think like just personally before like I didn't I don't want to say, like, I didn't value certain aspects of myself, but, like, for example, like, I have, like, a massive afro, but, like, I used to, like, for the majority of my life, I was told to, you know, straighten it, to chemically process it, and to wear my hair straight so that I could assimilate into, you know, American culture, and so I think, like, with this, like, recent uprising, it allows me to, like, be able to wear my afro and to be less self-conscious about what other people think about it. And it's interesting, that concept of assimilating into American culture when you are American culture. Right. Yeah, like, what is American culture? That's another question. <laughs> it you is know, a huge question, but I mean, all of us sitting here, like, right. we're told, I mean, it's kind we're of all interesting. American. We're, we're all American. <laughs> we but, are. But when, like, when people see us, they're like, oh, you know, you're not American. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? I think you'll, we will feel like more American when America is more equal, yeah. you know, and like, I'm not going to lie, sometimes I do, I, like, also struggle because, like, there's that, like, that kind of, like, identity, like, crisis with, like, what is American, and, like, sometimes I don't feel as American because I don't feel as equal. Mm-hmm. So, I, until, like, every one of us at this table, like, feels like we are, like, equally 
welcome to have a quote-unquote seat at the table, you know? <laughs> Shout yeah. out to my girl, Shalange. But, um, yeah. You're playing a song from her earlier, yeah. um, Cranes in the Sky. Yes. I love her album. Um, Don't Touch My Hair is actually, like, I right? love that song, you know? There's always, like, those memes, like, Cries in Solange. I always think those are so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I always think it's really interesting, too, because, um, especially for the black community, because, I mean, mm-hmm. for the three of us here, we have an idea of mm-hmm. our origins, you know, and, right. and sort of like when Amer- quote unquote American culture um, mm-hmm. sort of lets us down, right? We can turn back to yeah. what we've got. Whereas the black community, they don't have. Well, I mean, they do have roots, but they're just not aware of them, right? So how I know you can't speak for the whole community, but you mm-hmm. yourself, like, how do you deal with that sort of divide and just sort of trying to find your place within American culture? Well. I mean, I guess all roots go back to hashtag Geechibon. Um <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I'm not even trying to be cheesy, but, like, it's really why I was inspired to initiate this um, event and just this awareness. Um, because, like you were saying, it is hard. Like, Africa is very diverse. It's, it's huge. It's massive. I, I think mean, a- yeah, like, I'm from africa technically because right. i'm in egypt but i mean like mm-hmm. if, like even like a like country below that like africa versus uh, sorry africa egypt versus sudan right. i mean right. like the people are totally different different totally. different languages different like complexion different looks different traditions so I exactly mean, yeah so it's like i can't just be like yeah like you know i can be like african pride but like at the same time like you know i come from probably a very specific place in africa that i don't know of you know, and so like it's very hard. Like, you know, sometimes you see like a lot of like black people when they're trying to like, you know, be pro African, but they just do like general African themes. You know, uh, it would be like it would be more empowering if like we could know exactly like where we come from. And um, I do know that the Gullah Geechee people, they are descendants of West Africa. So like mm-hmm. that gives us like an idea because I'm pretty sure that like Gullah, the Gullah Geechee people, they're like one tribe, yeah. you know, but. From, like, my own perspective, I think, like, you know, we probably all came from, like, very similar places mm-hmm. in Africa. My name's Fionn, and I'm here with Sarah Darwish and Kanchi speaking with Jocelyn, who... Jocelyn, sorry. Jocelyn, yeah. Jocelyn, who <laughs> organized, uh, co-organized Geechibond, which is going to be an event coming up this weekend, today and tomorrow. Could you tell us more details on the actual event? Yeah, so it's a two-day event. So tonight um, is the opening night. It's, like, a third Friday event in Durham. Um, it's at the Mercury slash um, Mercury Studio, and um, it starts at 6 p.m. And we're gonna have like a pop-up shop, food truck. Um, we're gonna have music, and as I mentioned before, we are very honored to have um, Dr. Valerie Ann Johnson from the Gullah Geechee Corridor to come speak and to enlighten us with the Gullah Geechee culture. And then, like the following night, well, following day um, on Saturday. We're going to have a film that um, kind of briefly goes over, like, you know, the perspective of the Gullah Geechee people. Um, and that's called Daughter of the Dust. And it's a very rare film. It was very hard for us to get a hold of it. Um, I had, like, an inside connect hook me up with um, <laughs> the film. So if you guys want to come see that, that's Saturday at 5 p.m. And then um, we're going to have an after party um, at 10 p.m. Doors at 9 p.m. and we're gonna have like I think five five performers so we have like 
some music that we're going to play from some of the artists that are going to be there. Conchi of Sandpack is going to be there. So, And this next song that we have is called Find Your Love. Is this from someone who's playing tomorrow night? Yeah, he is playing Donnell. Is his name. This is his new single that just came out on Valentine's Day. Nice. So, and if people want to find these details online, where should they look? Uh, yeah, we have a Facebook event called Geechee Bond. That's G-E-E-C-H-E-E-B-O-N-D. And we will post that on our Facebook as well. Cool. This next song for you, we'll be right back. It is from Don Neal, who will be playing tomorrow night at Geechee Bond. And the song is called Find Your Love. We'll be right back. You're listening to WKNC 88.1. WKNC 88.1. That song you just heard was from Don Neal called Find Your Love. He'll be playing at Geechee Bond tomorrow night. The show starts at 10. It'll be Don Neal, Mark Anthony Figueres, Juice Lord, DJ Chocolate Rice, Sandpact, and Antonio Austin. And that is the after party for Geechee Bond. It's called Dance for Geechee. And tell us again about Geechee Bond and where the proceeds are going. Okay, so the proceeds from Saturday night are going to um, the Gullah Geechee Corridor. Um, so that is an organization that um, was established to preserve the heritage and the culture of the Gullah Geechee people. So very fitting for our cause. I saw one thing that you posted was this is the slave descendants hashtag no dapple, which I think is. And you mentioned that it's in North Carolina, right? And yeah. I had never heard of it before. Either. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. When <laughs> she was telling me about the event, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah no, like I, I feel so like I will admit my own ignorance. Like I knew nothing of the Gullah Geechee people, which just sort of speaks because to, to the widespread, I guess, not ignorance, but like lack, lack of, an, of knowledge yeah. you know, of the general public about um, tribes like the Gullah Geechee tribe. Yeah. Not even just like lack of knowledge, but like lack of acknowledge, you know, mm-hmm. like they're not acknowledged. And, you know, I kind of want to give them a platform, you know, I mean, it's not just me, but like hopefully from this, this is like a seed that will continue to grow larger, you know, um, because I really do think that they are sacred and they're sacred within the black community. Yeah. We just have to like, you know, provide that awareness and that platform for them. So we touched on Saturday's event at 10. Could you tell us about what's going on at the pop up shop today and just touch on what time it is, everything like that? OK, cool. So, yeah, we are having a pop up shop slash like third Friday event in Durham. Both of the events are at um the Makery slash Mercury studio. And we're just going to have like, you know, like chill vibes music tonight. And we're also going to have some art on display. And we're going to also, which it's actually like really important, is we're going to have a speaker from the Gullah Geechee Corridor. So all the proceeds that are going to the Gullah Geechee Corridor, we have a speaker from that organization to give us more information about the Gullah Geechee people. All to, so you, how did you go about bringing all these people together and getting all these artists? And what were you looking for in an artist when you chose them? Um, yeah, so I had a lot of help, um, definitely from my co-host, Alex Glenn. Shout out to Alex. Um, she's an alumni of NCCU right up the street. Um, so, like, we just both put our heads together. You know, she used to do, like, pop-up shops at the Makery um, slash Mercury Studio. So we decided, like, hey, why don't we do, like, a twist and do it for charity this time? Um, so that's kind of how, like, the whole thing started, Um and as far as, like, you know, acts that we were looking for, um, for Friday night, we wanted more of a, like, a relaxed vibe, you know. So we have, like, a little bit more, like, chill artists, like, acoustics. 
um, some electro soul, you know, DJ. Glace uh, Azuka is his name, so he'll be playing um, tonight. And then um, for Friday or for Saturday, we wanted to like amp it up a bit. Um, so yeah, we have like is is a little bit more like hardcore, I guess you could say. <laughs> if you had something that you wish everybody knew, what would it be? Wow. Um, um, if there's something that I wish everyone knew, I guess is that black people are sacred, um, and the Gullah Geechee people are sacred to the black people. And I want, I want the world to know that I want the black people to acknowledge that as well. And I want to preserve our culture and I want to, I want to empower us as a people to have pride and to understand our roots well, thank you, Jaslyn, so much for coming in. We here at Oak City Move has, have been speaking with Jaslyn, the co-host, co-host, the co-host <laughs> of Geechee Bond, which is going to be a two-night event. It starts tonight at 6 at the Makery and Mercury Studio. They'll have a pop-up shop and have some music and some other things that you can check out, as well as a speaker who is Dr. Valerie Ann Johnson. And so you can learn about the Gigi Corridor and some of their uh, some of the issues that are going on. Then tomorrow night at five o'clock, they'll be screening. What's the sh- movie? Daughters of the Dust. They'll be screening Daughters of the Dust, and then an after party at ten o'clock in the same place. They'll be having several artists, including Don Neal, Mark Anthony Figueres, Juice Lord, DJ Chocolate Ray, Sandpack, and Antonio Austin. And all of the proceeds from these events will be going to the Galagichi Corridor. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. This last song that we have for you is from Antonio Austin, who will be playing tomorrow night. You're listening to the Oak City Move on WKNC 88.1. This is 88.1 WKNC. I'm here with Fionn. My name is Sarah, and you're here with the Oak City Move. That song you just heard was called Drowsy from Antonio Austin. Today we have spoken with Sandpact and Kanji from Sandpact, who will be playing Pact from Double Barrel Benefit, and she'll be playing Gichiban tomorrow night. And we yes. also had Jaslyn, co-organizer of Gichiban, which will be going on these next two days. And we also went over some events that will be going on in the next week, so you can check out our website. We'll be tagging Gichiban there, too, so you can find out about all the things going on. Our last segment is a reflection back on what's been going on this week. Uh, either personally or in the news that has had an impact on any of us. So what's been going on in your mind lately, Sarah? Uh, uh, I'm probably always, whenever we do these reflections, probably always going to end up talking about work because my job has become my whole life. I'm assistant news editor of The Technician. And while it doesn't really seem like a really big job, it, it definitely is. It takes up a lot of my time. But I don't know, just this week um, we had... Uh, EIC editor-in-chief interviews yesterday you know and just sitting there and like having to think about like and listening to all the people that were applying and and sort of you know hearing them talk about their experiences with the technician this is really cheesy but it just made me like you know feel like this surge of love for what I do I mean I've only been um, assistant news editor for like a month and a half but yeah just shout out to my people at technician I love you guys so much um I mean, it's such a hard job sometimes, and sometimes I just want to be like, I'm done with this, you know, just sort of dramatic march out scene, you know, but I love my job, so wouldn't trade it for anything. How about you, Fionn? 
I went to an event last night. It was the Downtown Raleigh Annual or Downtown Raleigh Alliance Annual Awards meeting, and they had a keynote speaker talking about the development of new cities and how as they grow, and it's great for the people who are living there, they do become more and more unequal. You know, you push out people with gentrification and all the other the issues that come with it. So we'll be putting out a piece on that event that happened pretty soon, so you can check it out on our website. But it was interesting, and it was good to hear that as we develop and plan Raleigh, we are taking into account different issues that could come with it. So how about you, Jaslyn? What's been going on and what's been on your mind the most this week? Probably Geechee Bond. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely Geechee Bond. Um, but also some crazy things in the news. Um, I don't know like how political we can get, but... Um, go for it. Go for it. Go okay. for it, girl. I guess like what's been going on with Trump and um, Russia... Like, what is going on with that? Um, I mean, I've, I've tried to separate myself from um, the poli- like what's been going on in the political world right now because it's just like, it gets really heavy. But um, these sanctions and Flynn getting kicked out of the office and there's just been like some rumors that I've been hearing. So like, that's been heavy on my mind, but like I try to push it off and plus Geechee Bond is like, you know, today and tomorrow. So I guess like that's been like helping me like kind of escape from the current state of America right now. How about you, Conch? Um, I've been thinking about mostly like just really um, slowing down to think about what you're doing before trying to do something that's like um, what you're hoping is like benefiting the community. So a couple of examples are like maybe for donations and stuff. Um, just like really research the places that you're donating to. Um, do they really need the money also? And what is it going for? Like, for example, how for the Gucci Bond, you're going to have the speaker there talking about what, where exactly the um, Gulagichi Corridor does and like mm-hmm. where the money's going and stuff. So that's good. Um, I know for like a lot of people started donating to ACLU after um, the immigration ban came and stuff, which is like great that so many people are donating money. But at the same time, like think about like where this money's going and what it's being used for and mm-hmm. do they need it or could possibly like could possibly um donating this to like even just giving money to people directly in need just one-on-one like or smaller organizations like i feel like that can sometimes be more helpful and um especially with like these raids going on also recently like um just trying to um research what the best method is to go about um sharing information making sure where it comes from not trying to spread panic but spreading like um Peace, peaceful understanding of like what's going on um making sure people really understand the facts and stuff before just sort of sharing stuff um so i'm trying to get better at that and would love like any advice on that too so yeah um so feel free to contact us what you've been thinking about this week or what you've learned um you can find us on facebook instagram and twitter or you can email us at oakcitymove at gmail.com